Cold Coffee. I am Tova Lee, and this is my co-host, Kristen Hewitt, and it is a wonderful, so awesome to be here with you again, Tova. How are you doing this week? I am really good. We're having um, some really bad weather. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to do Tova's weather report. Top of the show. Let's hear it. We all want to hear about your weather. What's going on over there in the UK this today? This is going to be a running joke, isn't it? Like yes. every week we're just going to have to talk about the weather for five minutes. And I have to say, I feel like I'm I'm turning into my husband because every morning when we wake up, the first thing my husband tells me before anything else, right, is what the weather is going to be like that day. So it's kind of like I, I feel like I'm becoming more and more like him. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky because the only thing my husband says to me in the morning is, hmm. Mm. <laughs> He's not a morning the other thing person, my so told I'm me- the one that's usually up early and uh, moving around. But I hear you. That's the first thing my mom says every time she calls me. <laughs> she lives three hours oh, north no. of us, so it's a three-hour drive in Orlando, Florida, and she calls me every day and says, how's the weather? How are the girls? Uh, Every day. Uh, so, um, but let's get, let's get a little bit into the show and let everybody know what we're talking about today. Today we have a really important topic, I think. We're going to be talking about body mm-hmm. image and the pressure women feel um, to look a certain way and to bounce back after babies and also the role social media plays because body image is something Tova talks about quite a bit on her vlog, My Thoughts About Stuff, but um, it's really important for women to... Uh, to just feel good about themselves, which isn't always easy. But before we get into the show, we have to ask everybody to please subscribe to our brand new podcast, Cold Coffee. It would mean the world to us if you subscribe and, and join us, us on this review. journey. Leave us a great review. <laughs> yes. We need those reviews so other people will get we to do. hear um, our show. But so Tova, how has your week been? Other than the weather, um, right? The other weather than has the weather. been cooler yeah. in the UK, which I wish I was there. The weather has been poor. That's true. I, I've i had a really good week. Uh, we've had a really good week. It's been busy. You know, everybody, I don't know. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how people juggle life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm failing at juggling. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I, 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 I say yes to too many things. Like, do you know what I mean? When people ask me something, ask me to do something, to be part of something, my natural response is always going to be yes. And then I, I, I then kind of look at my diary and go, what was I thinking? You know what I mean? Do you, do you get those moments I as well? I do. And it's funny that you brought that up. I just published a piece on my blog, which is kristenhewitt.me called Stop Doing All the Things. And I am very much a people pleaser, just like you. And <laughs> And I try to do it all, right? I try to juggle 18 balls in the air. I try to be the room mom during school year and take the kids everywhere and get everything ready for my husband and keep the house perfect and volunteer and at my kid's school. Like I know you do. You volunteer at your kid's nursery school. And it's exhausting because where's the time for us, right? We don't ever have yeah. time for us. Yeah. So what I've learned to do is I've learned ways to say no very kindly. Like whenever somebody asks me to do something and I think in my gut, hmm, I'm not sure I have time, the first thing I say is, okay, well, let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh, or, that's a good one. And that's then a good once one. I get home, I'll text them because I don't have the cojones to call them. <laughs> and I'll say, listen, I check my schedule and I just don't have the bandwidth right now to add that in. But next time, let me know. And so I'm not, I can't say I'm the inventor of that. A very kind millennial woman who designs my website always (laughs) says to me, Kristen, I just don't have the bandwidth right now. And I'm like, that's what the cool kids are saying. The cool kids are saying, I don't have the bandwidth. So that's my no. Um, I like that because it's almost like you're really taking like the responsibility off you. It has nothing to do with you. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, you would love to do it. It has nothing to do with you. But you know what I, what's been happening to me lately? Like, um, okay, so I've been a mom for six years. I've always felt like I'm my kid's PA. Like I think most moms would uh, relate to that, right? So my calendar consists mainly of my kids' events, right? The right. play days they're doing, their after school activities, whatever, whatever. And then recently I've noticed that my daughter, daughter has started um, signing me up for stuff. Like it doesn't even go through me. Um, you know, her, her, I'll suddenly hear from her teacher, oh, I hear you're coming to the walk on Monday. And I'm like, am I? Am I really? <laughs> and, and she's then I how old? That my- she's six? She's six. 
and she's basically running now my calendar. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, I'm hoping, like, her sisters won't pick up on this because that will be a disaster. Um, by the way, me and Mike, but my husband, we have a joint calendar because um, I noticed that um, before, like, all the kids' stuff was coming up in my calendar, right? And then, uh, you know, I was the only one aware of them. Do you know what I mean? So then I set up an email that's like a joint email, and it's like a joint calendar. So now he can't say that he didn't know. Do you know what I mean? He can't say that he didn't know that that was happening. Um, And I have to tell you, like, it's brilliant. It's really, really good. It's really worked. I mean, it's brilliant for me. It sucks for him, but... (laughs) But (laughs) But is he actually paying attention and reminding you? Like, Tova, we have to have our swim renewal this week. Or no? Well, let's not go overboard, but at least it's there, you know? And I can sort of say, well, it's there, you know? Yeah, uh, it's you can there see in both it. our calendars, you know? So do you uh, have, exactly. do you have yeah. an electronic calendar with him? Because my husband did that. He set up a Google calendar, and I have to be honest, I don't know how to use it. I have a paper <laughs> calendar. Like, oh I use God. a paper planner, and I have, like, all these different color highlighters and pens to, like, I color code everyone's day. And I have to write it down because if I don't write it down, I will not remember it. Like I physically, I learn by like writing things down. So my husband set up this Google calendar and I'm like, he's like, why didn't you put it in the calendar? I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So I have a big paper calendar in our kitchen. And I, after I do my paper calendar, yes, I'm neurotic people. After I do my paper <laughs> calendar, I have a wall calendar that I transpose everything onto so everyone no. can see the wall calendar. I even put what we're having for dinner. So when the girls are like, what are we having? I'm like, go check the meal plan because then they have the whole day to prepare for the fact that they're having fish and they're not going to like it so they can wrap their heads around it. <laughs> and it's not a surprise. And uh, yeah, I'm neurotic. But this summer, over the summer, I haven't done any of that, which means we're not eating very healthy, but it's also very refreshing not having to do a camera. Yeah. Okay. Oh my well, God. We're not talking about this today, that. but you know what? We might have to yeah. do a whole show on scheduling because about this how, sounds like yeah. a phenomenal topic. But today um, we're talking about body image, which is a really mm-hmm. important topic. Um, I think not just for moms, but all women. And yeah. And uh, the one just, thing that I I think we should start with is... Um, I want to actually tell you a story mm-hmm. about what happened last night because it was really eye-opening um, at five years old that kids understand body image and appearance. Um, I was, it was like five o'clock. We were just getting ready to go to dinner and my five-year-old looked at me and she said, mom, am I plain? And I said, what do oh. you mean? Like your clothes? And she said, no, do I look plain? And I'm like, no, honey, you're beautiful. Just like you know, you're just like God made you. You're beautiful. She said, I don't feel special. And I said, why is that? And she said, because everyone always tells Lila, her sister, that she's beautiful. And I don't know that I'm special. Am I plain? Like, do I just look plain? And I, you know, I didn't ignore it. I talked to her a little bit about it, but it got me thinking, is this a product of the fact that every time people see our kids and see us, they're saying, oh, you look pretty? Or they're always commenting on my appearance. I don't know. It was a really poignant moment. And it, I'm so glad we're doing this topic today because I would love some yeah. advice. And like, well, how did we get to this point at five where they're already noticing their looks? Wow. Yeah. But I think like it really is one of those things that, um, it, it, like you said, it starts from such an early age. You meet someone, uh, you know, as adults, it's easy to, to say, but I think it starts when you're a kid. You meet someone and the first thing you comment on is their appearance, whether it's, uh, oh, you know, I like your hair this way or whether it's you've lost weight or whether it's I like what you're wearing, whatever. Um, you know, it's always going to be appearance related. Um, and I know like there's, there, it makes sense in a sense that that's the first thing you pick up on when you see somebody is how they look. But I think it, it's, it's almost like a brainwash. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then if you don't, <laughs> if you don't get that compliment, then, you know, you might then conclude that it's not, you know, that you don't look good or that, it, you know, something's wrong with you. But the other thing is I, 
you know, I, I've, I've had body image kind of issues all my life. I've never been uh, slim or skinny. I've always been a little bit overweight. Um, and I, I have memories from childhood. Like I remember actually the first time I realized that I had, um, you know, that I had a problem and I'm saying a problem because I don't think it's a problem now, but as a kid, like I realized, Oh, hang on a minute. What? I was about 10 years old. I was going to ask you um, how old you were. Yeah, I was about 10 years old. And up to then, I, you know, I was just a normal kind of girl who just, you know, enjoyed her life and enjoyed pizza, you know, and like enjoyed, but enjoyed also running outdoors. And I did ballet and I did sports and, you know, and I was very active and, and, and everything and, um, no body image issues at all. And then I remember I was 10 years old and I was at a, uh, like my cousin's house and an older cousin w- uh, said, uh, was like talking to somebody and said, yeah, you know, I, I think Tova's going to struggle with her weight all her life. And Whoa. that sentence, yeah. And that, like her mother, sorry, like her mother, he said. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like my mom, she's not big. She's not like, uh, you know, uh, a big woman at all. But again, she's not skinny. You know, she's never been thin. She's never been skinny. She's always had a bit of a tum. And that's what I've always had, like a bit of a tum. And I just remember that sentence. And I remember thinking, what does he mean? Like, what does that mean? And that is such a significant moment in my life. And then from then, obviously, there were many other moments. And, um, you know, I, I, I started dieting when I was 15. I lost my period at some point because I was literally eating one meal a day. And that could have been like a, a piece of watermelon, you know? So oh my like gosh. the whole, yeah, body image, like the whole thing, that whole kind of brainwash starts when you're so young, so young. You know what I mean? Um I don't know. Did you feel like after your conversation yesterday with your daughter that she kind of went away in a good kind of feeling? How did you feel like that conversation went? Do you know what I mean? Because these moments are so significant. And I'm not trying to put pressure on you because no, I'm sure you did I a great job. No, I have to be just, honest. I've yeah. had, I can tell a story later about I had an interesting interaction with my other daughter and it, mm-hmm. it turned to me teaching her how to say I love me. So I make my kids um, say I love me every day, like at night when we're saying good night. Um, because even when I say I love me, it feels fake. It feels fraudulent. I can't honestly say I love myself yet. I'm getting close. I'm better, but I want them to be able to say it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I told her how special she is and I, and I told her she was beautiful and that she was talented and creative and loving and joyful. Cause I don't like to focus just on appearance. Um, but me telling her, I have to show her more. I don't know. This was one of those moments where I didn't know what to do or what to say. And I talked to my husband about it and we're definitely going to make a concerted effort to spend more time with her. Um, because I do work from home and sometimes I feel like, you know, she's the second kid. She's getting the brunt of go play with your sister. With the first kid, you play with them all the time. You have twins. I mean, it's hard to divide your attention between three kids. So I don't know. It was very interesting and poignant. And I would love if anyone's listening and if they have any comments about how they have handled it, I would love to hear from them because um, it was a really tough conversation. But I wanted to get back to your topic that you mentioned, Tova, at the beginning about how people say that to you. You know, you look good. I'm guilty of that. When I see my friends, I want to give them compliments to build them up. Like, oh, I love your outfit. You look pretty today. Um, I always do that. I always compliment people because I always want to make people feel good. And I didn't realize that that was a detriment, but I have to tell you, um, recently I was, you know, Tova and I both have blogs and I was at an event, a local event, um, where I I took the kids to, to see some, like a show and a a local TV reporter who I work with, and she's also a blogger came up to me and she gave me a hug. Hi, you look so pretty. Oh, you've lost weight since last time I've seen you. And I was so taken (laughs) aback because I've actually gained 10 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Since the end of basketball season. So I know that that was a lie because I've definitely gained weight and I, and I didn't know how to answer. And I was like, she's like, have you lost weight? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so, but whatever. I don't really pay attention to the number on the scale because I wasn't sure how to respond. So how do you respond when people say that? Maybe, but maybe you gained 10, uh, 10 pounds of happiness. There you you go. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe how you need to look at it. Um, I don't know how, how you respond. Like I, I normally go, no, you know, I haven't because <laughs> I've been too busy eating ice cream. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Um, but, uh, 
I don't know. I Okay, so we talked about, like, I think it was a couple of shows back, we kind of mentioned on this, uh, how, for example, when you go shopping for clothes, right? Um, we are so consumed. I was, at least. Okay, I want to talk. I don't want to talk on behalf of other people. But, like, since I can remember myself, when I went clothes shopping, my mission was to find clothes that would make me look slim. That was my goal, right? My goal was to find clothes that made me look slim or slimmer, um, that, you know, suited my body type and would make me look, uh, you know, uh, smaller than... So basically clothes that would change how I actually look. And I remember as a child and as a teenager, and even today, you know, when you go shopping with friends, you'll go, uh, oh, does this make my ass look big? Oh, does this make my, you know, yeah, my does this make me look Whatever. fat? Yes, exactly. Yeah, those are the questions and nobody ever asked like do you, you know does this does this shirt you know i don't know does do these i don't know do these colors make you happy we talked about this is right. there something about this material that is like you know um, feels good against your body those type of questions so I don't know. I guess it's like just digging deeper. And don't get me wrong, by the way. When I see my friends, I always say, oh, my God, I love your hair. <laughs> it's one of those things. Yeah, right? I mean, we we're not – I'm not, I want to make sure we're not – people yeah. don't think we're criticizing them because yeah, yeah, I yeah. do it too. It's just an observation that so many people do. Yeah. And I also wanted to tell you my quick story about body image yeah. because um, you shared your personal truth. But I have also – struggled with weight um, my whole life. I was always the chubby kid in my early years. And I remember the first time I noticed I thought I was fat. No one actually ever said anything to me, but I was swimming and I ran in to go to the bathroom and I sat down and I looked down and there were all these rolls on my tummy. And I thought, oh, that's odd. I never noticed that before. There's quite a bit of them. And um, later on, I asked my mom, mom, am I fat? And she said, oh, no, I mean, no, you're not. But her response (laughs) wasn't like convincingly. And and I sort of started to notice that I was bigger than all my friends. But listen, I eat Cheetos and ice cream. And, you know, I wasn't like eating super healthy as a child. Um, And I'm glad that my mom didn't, you know, make me feel bad about what I was eating. But I struggled with my weight in my teen years. I got really thin in college. And then when I met my husband... Um, I was around 24 and I moved to South Florida where I live now. I was away from my family. I knew no one. And I literally binged on like McDonald's and Pizza Hut every night. And I gained quite a bit of weight. Um, And I got up to be, you know, a size 12, um, which is normal, which is a normal size. But for me, it was bigger. And I was that way for quite a while until I started losing weight in my 30s. But now that I've had kids, I've gained um, quite a bit of weight. And it's someone who works on television it's been a really hard journey for me to try to hide it and, you know, look, you know, turn my body a certain way so you don't see my hips on camera or wear Spanx. You know, I wear Spanx wherever I go when I work. So <laughs> it's been a struggle and it's hard. Yeah. Um, everyone in Miami, especially, this is such a beautiful city. Like I'm a Midwestern girl. I'm from Minnesota and I feel more comfortable in a baseball hat and flip-flops. But in Miami, you wear five-inch heels and skin-tight dresses and it's very hot and sizzling and it's a Latina community and the women here are just beautiful and tiny. And um, it's very intimidating. Don't you feel there's a lot of pressure though, like on women today to, to look that kind of whatever dictated perfect kind of look is? Because at the end of the day, we're all different. Uh, the average woman is not a size zero and, you know, a six foot whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like the average woman doesn't look like that. So do you feel, I mean, where do you feel the pressure is coming from? Is it from where? Yeah. No, I mean, that's a great question. And I think, I mean, well, the pressure is coming from ourselves. If we feel this way and we don't feel perfect, obviously the pressure is coming from our inner voice, but where are we getting those messages? That's a great question. I mean, I know I'm getting it from all the women I see on TV who are wearing mm-hmm. the skin tight dresses and are super thin and just beautiful. You, you know, when your role models, when the people you see in the media are very thin um, and, you know, on social media and on all the magazines, all the actresses are very little, that's what you aspire to be. And I would like to point out something I've never talked about on my blog, but I've always wanted to write about. How come mm-hmm. all the women on television and tell me if it's like this in the UK, you know, look beautiful and (laughs) they're thin, but the men can be balding (laughs) and be 200 pounds and they don't have to have the same beauty in the vanity. Why is that? 
I don't know, but that's a, you know, stereotypical, isn't it? Um, it makes me very know, angry. I, I, it makes me very angry that men yeah. can be whatever they want to be and they don't have to be vain. But women, I mean, there's articles about aging and women are doing plastic surgery to look thinner to be on television and the counterpart yeah. males are balding and eating ice cream during commercial breaks. I mean, it's really unfair and it's quite... It's quite um, yeah, alarming and, and it really you, bothers me as a woman working in television that they aren't held to the same standards. Okay, I'll get off I my soapbox s- now. I can t- no, no, don't worry. I can tell you that as, a, as an actress, because obviously when I came here, I, I trained as an actress and That's I worked right. as an actress for a few years. And I've seen, by something- the way, I've seen Tova's reel of her acting and she's <laughs> phenomenal and I hope she shares it on her Facebook page someday because she's brilliantly no, talented. Don't. Oh, thank you. But um, no, I I struggled. I I I found it very hard to get roles. Just so you know, and I uh, okay. I don't want to blame it only on my weight because maybe I just was I was crap. But like, um, <laughs> no, I was a, I was a very healthy size twelve UK. So I don't know what that translates in America. And it's mainly I'd say like an average woman in the UK is about a size fourteen. So you know, I wasn't. I was I was like a healthy kind of weight, uh, and I thought I looked good. Uh, but um, I wasn't. I I wasn't to the standard that you'd be you'd expecting to see on television. If I stood next to you know, uh, like you said, uh, somebody who's in a, a soap opera or some or you know um, a morning show, whatever, I'd look enormous next to them. And so, but then on the other hand, I wasn't big enough to play like the you know the the big parts, you know the the whatever. Um, and it was a struggle. And I I I didn't want to put that pressure on me. Like I like living. I like living. I'm not saying that I. I am totally in love with every bit of my body. I'm not, you know, I, you know, there are bits of my body that I don't love, but I also love living. I love eating. I love going out to restaurants. I like drinking wine, all these things, you know, whatever. Um, and I'm not a big fan of going to the gym five times a week and that's just it, you know? Um, but it's funny you were saying about the perfect and the pressure, um, I had I had a you know this I had a post recently go like crazy viral on my Facebook page which was uh, behind the scenes of a perfect selfie. I love that by about, the way. I loved it. It yeah, was you, so real. You talked. You talked about people in the media uh, or people like, uh, you know, public figures, models, uh, actresses, uh, you know, people that we see on cover of, of magazines. The thing is, we all know that what we see is not real, but it doesn't really help us um, because it's like a brainwash. You know, you see it and you even though you know it's not real, it's still cause, you know, it still kind of brings you down. Um, and what happened was I, I shared an image on my on my um, Instagram and it was an image that I completely um, you know, worked on to achieve a really good image. I stood right in front of the light. I tried 20 times. I added a filter. I, I hid my body, you know, and it came out a really nice image. And then people were like, oh my God, you're so pretty. You're so beautiful. Wow. 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 You know, and I, and I felt awful. I felt awful because it you wasn't had, why real. Why did you feel awful? Because you had, you felt like a fake. It was real. Yeah. It was your face. You didn't put any, you didn't like, did you Photoshop it or you just put a filter? No, on I it? didn't Photoshop it, but I added a filter and I took a about 20 pictures before I got like a really nice one, you know, most right. of them were like, Ugh, not great, you know, and I, and I did the whole, I, I, I did the whole Insta girl type of shot, you know what I mean? And I got all these compliments. And then on the weekend, I read this article about how so many people and especially young people are getting, uh, you know, are getting sort of depressed and really losing their confidence because of all these perfect images on social media. And I just felt, oh my God, I have to, you know, I, I don't want to be part of that. So I shared another image, which was like the behind the scenes. And I basically took a picture of myself standing from the side uh, showing In what your I actually underwear, looked by the- Way, which yeah. was extremely brave because there's no yeah. way I could do that in my granny pants with my mum tum bulging out because I have got a mum tum a big one and my cellulite and everything just letting it hang because that is how I really look like and people who see me on the street they know what I look like you know and I just felt like such a fraud um and you know I, I don't know and I think yes you're right the pressure comes from from the media, the pressure comes from television, from fashion magazines, from everything around us. And like you said, from in inside, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves. Were you surprised at how mega viral that step behind the selfie went? I mean, that had to be really, really humbling to see yourself in granny panties all over the world. <laughs> First of all, I have to say, like, who knew that granny pants, right? My granny pants would be the thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would get me into Elle magazine and whatever. I mean, it was quite it was quite surreal. Um, but you had I, I want I want you to tell people about your post with the swimsuit because that's like I feel it's coming from the same type of authentic place, which I think. You know, the more people kind of are out there doing that, the you know, it's we're helping each other out at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, so I published, uh, I wasn't going to publish it either. So I guess I have to give some backstory. I'm really modest, okay? Um, mm-hmm. I That's why I think Tova and I get along so well because, like, she is so brazen and bold and, like, confident. And I'm actually not as confident. I'm, um, even though I do work on television, I have had self-confidence and body image issues my whole life. And after I had my first baby, I was a size four and I was a six and I, you know, I felt great. I was thin, but with my second baby, I've gained, um, and who's now five by the way. So I can't blame this on baby weight anymore, (laughs) but I have gained weight. And, um, this summer I've even gained weight and I've become a size eight, almost a 10. Like some of my eights are getting too tight and I've been wearing some tens and, it just feels awful. Like I felt really bad about myself, but I would like to preface it with, I do have an autoimmune disorder and I'm in perimenopause and there's lots of hormonal issues going on in my body and I just don't feel good. So, um, a few weeks ago we were away and my sister-in-law, um, she had a bathing suit for me to borrow cause I hadn't brought mine and it was a bikini. Like it wasn't, it was a skirt, wow. like a bikini skirt with a tube top. And I haven't worn a bikini in forever. And I'm modest. I don't take pictures of myself. I don't show cleavage. Like I'm really modest and conservative. And I put the bathing suit on and my daughter was like, oh my gosh, mom, you look so pretty. When did you get the new bathing suit? And I was like, oh my gosh, I look good. Like I thought I was so horrified to wear it because I saw the bulges and the cellulite and I was like all the negative thoughts in my head were like, oh my gosh, you can't wear this. You look disgusting because that's what I am. I'm hard on myself because of the pressure. And I put it on and I swam with my daughter and it felt amazing. So I took pictures of that day and I was terrified to publish them, but I published them on my blog and, um, it felt freeing to say, this is me and it's okay. And I think that's the first step for all women. And I'm not telling anyone else to put on a bikini. If you don't want to wear a bikini, don't wear a bikini. But for me, that moment in time at 41 years old really healed me in a way I never knew I needed. I mean, I would have never put that bikini on had I not forgotten my bathing suit. But that moment reminded me that I'm okay just the way I am. And for the first time in a long time, I was okay with the weight that I am now. And um, I don't know, it was really an interesting, poignant moment for me. Um, And so I published it on my blog because I wanted people to see, like, listen, I'm not perfect. I work on TV. This is who I am. And guess what? That's okay. Now, my husband asked me, so are you never going to say you're fat again when he saw the blog (laughs) post? And I was like, no, I'm still going to struggle, I think, as all women do. But I feel better about it, and I'm okay with the fact that maybe I don't have to wear Spanx every day. I don't know. It was it, that that was my moment, but I think we all have those moments, right? Like did you ever have yeah. a moment where you finally accepted who you are and said screw it, I'm okay with my body? First of all, I think it's amazing um, when we see ourselves, we talked about this as well, through the eyes of other people and especially through the eyes of our children, right? Because your daughter, like she loves you and she saw you and I saw the picture, obviously. You look amazing and the <laughs> bikini is amazing. That color really suits you. And and, and no, really it does. Thank and you. You look, you look happy and confident and that's what she saw. You know right. what I mean? And I think it's awesome. They see, they see like our inside, you know what I mean? And, and I love that. Um, I had a similar moment where I did not wear a bikini, by the way. <laughs> it was like a full a swimming costume, but it was like bright red and it had a bit of gold somewhere, you know, and, and little girls like sparkly stuff. So right. as soon as I put it on, they were like, oh, mommy, you look so beautiful. And I was like, really? This is so funny. Like, all I need to do is put some sparkles on. This is awesome. Um, but, um, you know, going back to the conversation also with your daughter, um, I feel like um, it, it's it's exactly that. It's like how how they see us and how we see them. And going back to what you were saying about your daughter earlier and how um, it's not so much about the conversations that we have with them, but it's how it's what they see. It's how they see what we're doing. So a while ago, like I'm in a I'm also like going through, I'd say a, like, a you know, a process, right? 
because uh, this has been a struggle all my life, and I feel like every 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 you know every it's kind of like it's moving, right? It's moving. Things are changing, um, and I noticed I noticed that I wear, for example, a lot of loose clothes. That they're the purpose of them is to hide something, right? And um, I don't like clothes. Like I don't like a lot of layers, and I've started removing layers. You know, like around the house. I don't know. You might not like this, right? But I basically now run around the house in my granny pants and like a tiny t-shirt, which is something I would have never done before. Um, you know, and I don't know. I hope my neighbors like. You know, I've never. I haven't had any complaints, <laughs> right? We no, because we have large windows in the kitchen, right? But like, I haven't had any complaints. But the point of it is, I thought to myself, how am I ever going to teach my daughters that you know to love their bodies, that their bodies are beautiful no matter what? If I'm covering my body up constantly, like even in my house, even with the people who are closest to me, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. And it's, it's a process though, you know, obviously it takes and that's time. Part of and the reason wh- that's part of the reason why I put that bathing suit on. It was like, I put it on and then I realized now by me wearing that, I'm showing them that I'm okay in my body, even though I'm not a hundred percent okay. It's about showing them. I always cover up exactly like you're saying. And from that lesson, I learned to maybe not cover up so much and be okay because what we do speaks way more than what we say to our kids. And Absolutely. that's one of the reasons why I never use the F word in our house. I never say fat. Um, I've always been cognizant, even though I do work out, like I say, mommy's trying to get fit and strong when they ask me why we're going to the park to work out again. Um, you know, I want to be fit. I want to be strong so I can keep up with you and I can play with you. I never tell them because mommy feels fat because I don't want them to have those those same yeah. issues that I've struggled with. And it's hard. It's a hard lesson to teach when you yourself haven't 100% healed. But I think it's a conversation as women that we need to have. We need to stop putting the pressure on each other. We need to, you know, I just, it's been, it's, we're at the point, I think once you get to your 40s, you know, I think you said yeah. you're going through a process. I'm going through a process. I think, you know, 30s were fun, but once you hit 40, you realize, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty okay. I'm pretty good with what yeah. I've got. It's like you finally start to realize how good you are. Yeah. And also, like, I, I, I doubt there's anybody, you know, sort of 95 years old, kind of, I don't know, at the, at, the, at the end of your life, kind of thinking, oh, my God, I wish I had lost those 12 pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wish I had lost those 12 pounds. I, 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 I find that hard to believe. Maybe, maybe, but I find it hard to believe, <laughs> personally. Um, Toba, you've done a lot of great videos, and I think we should insert some of them, because for those of you people, and I'm going to mention it, for those people who don't follow Tova. She has a Facebook page that's very popular that call that's called My Thoughts About Stuff. And um, I have to point it out, Tova, because you do. You inspire a lot of women on the internet. And you did this um, video. So why don't you tell everybody about it and let's play a piece of it. Am I allowed to say the F word? I just realized. Well, it's our I? podcast. You can okay. say whatever you want. I probably won't yeah. say it, but go for it. You're not talking okay, about the so word I- fat, right? <laughs> No, no, I, I, I'm talking, and the other F word, but no, I did a video called, uh, fuck body goals, which was, um, it was, again, like I feel, especially before summer, you always see all those posts about like, you know, body goals, body goals, get your body, your beach body ready. And I'm always like, oh God, it's so depressing, you know, and there's a lot of, um, and you always get all these ads up uh, about plastic surgery and, and lipo and all the things you could and should be doing before summer to prepare your body like for the beach. Um, and I just got really sick of it. So I basically did a, uh, a video called Fuck Body Goals, um, which talked about, you know, this pressure and also the confusion about because there's so much information out there, right? Like there's so many diets and there's so many things and you can really get lost in all the sea of information. So let's listen to a few seconds of it and then we can have another chat. Women and girls are under so much pressure these days to look a certain way. Um, what's it called? Oh yeah, perfect. You know, like all those airbrushed models in beauty magazines wearing designer clothes that nobody can actually afford or fit into. Or like celebrities who spend three hours each day perfecting their selfie poses they later share on Instagram. Hashtag just woke up. If you're an average woman, chances are that you have been made to feel either too fat or too thin to 
too tall or too short, your boobs are too big or too small, and no matter how hard you try and how good you look, you can always look better. And the amount of diets out there that are supposed to help you achieve this unrealistic perfect look, you've got the 5-2 diet, the Atkins diet, the raw foods diet, the start your day with a green shake diet that literally looks like your baby's diarrhea. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I just want people to leave me alone and let me have my pizza and let me have, uh, a, you know, some bread, some bread. You know, I, I love bread. Do you like bread, Kristen? Yes, and it's Please so funny you, like you said that last night because my husband took me to a local restaurant called the Olive Garden. It's a chain here and they're known for their breadsticks. It's Italian. And the lady brought the bread and I was in my head, don't eat the bread, don't eat the bread. You don't want the bread. You're trying to lose weight. Don't eat the bread, don't eat the bread. And then I had to eat the bread. So yes, I ate the bread. But yes, I hear you and I applaud you for that video and just speaking what so many of us think. And it's back to your point about the diets. Like everywhere you see, every headline in the magazine is how to lose 10 pounds in three days or your summer slim secrets. It's maddening. Like why don't we have magazines that say how to love yourself, how Mm -hmm. to teach your kids to be okay? Like why don't we send more positive messages into the media? It's just it's just driving me insane. And one of the reasons why I, I stopped subscribing to all magazines, I used to have a bunch of magazines coming to my house. I don't do it anymore because I don't want my kids to see mm-hmm. those messages. I'm trying to keep them in a self-love bubble, if that makes yeah. sense. No, no, it totally makes sense. I mean, it's it's literally impossible, but it totally makes sense. And I'm the same. I don't really um, you know, get any beauty magazines or any, it's just everywhere. Um, and I think, you know, again, you were talking mainly about women, obviously this pressure on men as well, but not as bad as women, but I feel like the, 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 whoever gets it the worst personally, in my opinion, are mums and especially like the whole bouncing back issue. We talked about that, right? The whole sort of, you have a baby and the next thing that's on the agenda is have you bounce back and how fast you've bounced back and la 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 and who's done it first and whatever. And again, it comes, I think again, from a lot of celebrity mums who bounce back so quickly and that's amazing and it's great for them. But you know, being realistically the average mom is not going to be able to have, you know, all the help that potentially maybe celebrity moms have, whether it's practical things like personal trainers and cooks and nannies and people that maybe help them out with the babies. But even not just that, you know, um, recovering from birth is a major thing. I, again, we both had like, uh, you know, not, con- you know, not like conventional sort of birth stories uh, for me, quite traumatic. And, you know, bouncing back was literally the last thing on my mind. Now, of course, six years down the line from my first, I have no excuse apart from the fact that I do enjoy having an ice cream. But, uh, you know, initially this was not on my mind, you know, but I was getting it from everywhere the whole time. You know what I mean? Well, so I have a unique perspective on this. Um, And yes, I hate it when the media shows you supermodels who on day three postpartum are lounging in a bikini and you're like, where is the big granny panties that you're supposed to be wearing to collect all of the (laughs) stuff that's coming out of you? But with my first baby, I... um, I had this point in my life where I got super fit. I was working out two hours a day. We couldn't conceive. And to cope with that, I became, I OD'd on exercise. And I got down to be mm. the thinnest I had ever been in my life. I was like 117 pounds, size four. Almost size fours were too big on me. I was emaciated almost. But it was my way to cope with the fact that for seven years, I couldn't get pregnant. So when I had my first baby, I mean, I was so tiny. I I grew the babies in my butt. I gained no weight. I gained like 19 (laughs) pounds with my first baby because she was premature and I worked out the whole pregnancy and I ate super clean. So when I had that baby, I actually took a picture six weeks, seven weeks postpartum and I was really trim. I still had my six pack abs. Um, so to the moms who do bounce back, like we actually work really hard at it. Like we, I wanted to stay fit. I had worked so hard to lose that weight. I was like obsessed with it and I didn't want to lose it, which is actually not very healthy in hindsight. You know, I was really obsessed with my weight, but, um, I bounced back and I was proud of it. And I was like, wow, you can do this. Now with the second baby, I ate guacamole and pizza and I gained 48 pounds and I said, screw it. 
I, and I got really heavy, uh, not really heavy. I mean, but in my, you know, in my terms, it was heavy and, um, and I still haven't lost that weight. So it's interesting. Um, I do see the media messages now that I'm heavier and I get mad that people expect women to bounce back. But I do know that it is possible if you really, really want it. It's just not everyone's going to work out as hard as I did. And I would like to point out that I wasn't working full-time during that pregnancy. I was a freelance television reporter, so I was only working part-time. So I had the ability, but not everybody has that. You know, most people are working eight, 10 hours a day. They don't have time to work out two hours um, a day. Yeah. But I just wanted to share my perspective on that because I have actually been both moms. I've been the skinny mom that everyone hated <laughs> that bounced right back. And then I've been the normal mom that, uh, you know, still struggles with her weight. No, but the thing is, it's not even about that because A, uh, there's, you know, everything is cool. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I, uh, I know a lot of moms who have gone back to what they were before either because, you know, they, it's just their, the way their bodies work. You know, I have a good friend. She, she's just you know she she would she was quite big actually in her pregnancy but then as soon as the baby came out she just literally lost her weight without even trying it was something in her genes I don't know there are very lucky women like that and there are other women like you said that work very hard to achieve it but my point is more like I don't even I don't think that needs to be a discussion it shouldn't be a conversation you know what I mean it shouldn't be You're right. a point of comparison like do you do what's good for you, brilliant. But like, let's not compete. Let's not compare. And yeah, and let's I not feel publicize like, again, it, right? Yeah. Like, let's not see it in the media. Like, look at her; she bounced back. Like, oh we yeah, don't need she's to lost weight. Look, three days, and oh, and it's like, what, what, how is this helping? Like, how is this helping millions of women out there who are struggling every single day? It's amazing for that mom, and nobody's shaming moms who bounce back. I think it's brilliant, but. Right. You know, we don't need to have that as a conversation. So recently, actually, this is the most recent video that I did. I did a video that was totally dedicated to the whole bouncing back kind of phenomena. Phenomena? I said phenomena. (laughs) And um, it was like it was titled, Have You Bounced Back? Which is, of course, like, uh, you know, sarcastic because I just find that question really stupid. Um, And uh, and yeah, that that video has gone totally viral because I feel like, again, it's 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 talking to you know to something that you just see every day and we just accept it you know um we're we're gonna listen to just a couple of seconds from that and and then have a bit more of a chat hang on there's a lot of pressure these days on women to bounce back you know go back to looking exactly like we did before we became moms and that is like so important isn't it but you know what else is important number one getting our organs back to where they're actually supposed to be inside our bodies when a woman is pregnant her internal organs actually moved out of the way to make room for the amazing miracle that is happening in her body so when she gives birth her body is too busy making sure that her liver is not shoved up her throat and her bladder is no longer flattened like a pancake. And what I loved about that video, Tova, was just, I mean, and it's what you always do, but just how real you are. And you brought this issue out. And I think why it went viral was because you're saying what so many of us are thinking, which is just stop, stop pressuring us. Just let moms do what they need to do. And I I don't know if it's social media because, listen, social media has exploded, right? We're in the era of social media uh, right now where everyone's posting everything and it's become Mm -hmm. um, a place where most people get their news. But we just really need to stop the pressure and stop sharing the bounce back. So I personally would like to applaud you. Take a bow. That was a phenomenal video. (laughs) But sometimes you you see that. Like you see, and I see like a new kind of, um, I don't know, wave. Because let's let's face it, body image. It's not just body, right? And the whole social media, it's not just our bodies. It's even like, you know, airbrush faces, right? Like uh, filters on our faces, all those things. And I actually have seen recently celebrities like Tyra Banks. And I've seen uh, Cameron Diaz, um, you know, post uh, sort of selfies with no makeup first thing in the morning. And it's not the fake no makeup first thing in the morning. It's not the hashtag no filter. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the hashtag no filter. Exactly. It's actual like, yeah, I can see that you've just woken up and you're looking normal. Like you'll look like a normal person. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean, by the way, that they're not still beautiful and pretty because they are, but you can see that it's a real no filter kind of image. And I feel like the more people do that, the, you know, the better it's going to get. So let's do it. Alicia Keys is doing that too. Are you familiar with Alicia Keys? 
She's yes, doing it. Yes. She's doing it on the show, The Voice. Uh, you know, she didn't wear makeup for an entire season, and she's just Amazing. going natural. And it's. Um, and I have to be honest, I don't wear a lot of makeup either um, when I'm not working on camera. And because one time I picked my daughter up from preschool and I didn't have any makeup on and she's like, mommy, I like it better when you wear makeup. You look prettier <laughs> when you wear makeup. And so oh from God. that day, that was when she was four, I don't wear makeup every day because I want her to know that not wearing makeup is pretty. And I'm, yeah. I was mad that I had worn makeup so much that she only thought mommy looked pretty with makeup. But I love that trend and I really don't wear a ton of makeup unless I'm doing a television appearance or, you know, and I have to do it for work. But even Alicia Keys was doing it on national television for work without makeup. So I give all the props to her and all the other celebrities that are kind of fighting back. And you know who else is doing it is Courtney Cox, Arquette. She was on Friends. She um, used to do Botox and do, you know, fillers in her face. And she came out in the headlines a few weeks ago saying, you know what? I'm not going to do it anymore. This is me. This is who I am. And I was like, bravo, good for you. And that's the kind of messages we need to see. Um, I know we're running short on time, but I would like to ask you a question do you, sure. I know your girls are quite young, they're six and four, but they're not too young to have conversations about beauty and have conversations about self-love. Do you, is there anything you do to try to teach your girls self-love or is this a topic you haven't um, approached yet? You know, we haven't had like um, conversations about it. It's not something I, I feel like I want to bring up unless they bring it up and then, you know, we can have a conversation for me, I, you know, I, I do similar stuff to you. Like I'll never say, um, you know, I'm not eating that because it's fattening or I don't want to gain weight or anything like that. It's never an issue. Like, um, you know, they see me enjoying life, everything. And that includes going out for a walk or doing some exercise or doing yoga. And they see me enjoying a meal in a restaurant and not limiting myself in a sense that there aren't things that I don't eat because they are, you know, fattening or whatever. They see me eating healthy as well. Like, I think it's all about balance at the end of the day. And like I said, recently, I've realized that the only way I'm going to teach them self-love for themselves is if I actually have self-love. And it's it's a process. It's something that I'm working very hard on. And I feel like with every, you know, like you said, something changes when you're 40, you know, something wonderful changes when you're 40, right? Yes. I really feel that it's, it's a wonderful age for women. And it's so funny again, going back to Courtney Cox and Arquette, et cetera. And, and the Botox there again is such a thing about aging, aging. It's like this, this curse. It's like this thing that everybody's so scared of. And actually I, I, I love it. You know, <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, you it. love it. This decade. Let's see how you feel in your yeah. 50s. <laughs> Let's talk in our 50s. Let's talk in our 50s. Okay. I want to share one thing that I started doing with my girls. So my oldest daughter um, at five and a half, one day I asked her what she liked about herself and she said she didn't like anything about herself. Like, and it wasn't like she hated herself. She just, it was just an odd question for her. So at that point I decided to have my girls start saying, I love me. Like, so at nighttime when we're saying who we love and we're saying prayers and, and who else do you love? And I love me. I love myself. So during the month of February, when it's Valentine's Day, um, for the last couple of years, I started making, we cut out hearts in all different colors. And every day we have to write something we love about ourselves. And we oh, put it on the door beautiful. and I did it to me and it was harder for me to do than it was for them. They're like, I'm a good artist. I'm a good singer. I'm a good dancer. I'm loving, I'm kind, but it was harder for me, but it was a really good exercise this year. So wow. I really like doing that. But, um, oh, the month of Valentine's day, instead of like, I've seen things on Pinterest where people write what they love about their kids, but I make my kids write what they love about themselves. And it's just, that is gorgeous. It's just a That's slow way. Gorgeous to try to yeah. teach them to see the good and not hear that negative voice in their head, that voice I'm still trying to silence, but I'm getting there. So, um, yeah. oh, this was such a good conversation. I feel like we could I have know. done a whole nother show on this topic. For because, sure. <laughs> yes, especially raising girls. But it's time to get to the part of the show that we call Not So News. I'm going to go first, if you don't mind, Tova, because I saw yeah, something ridiculous. And I don't normally judge things, but I I have to judge Mr. Louis Vuitton because he had a Paris (laughs) fashion show and he showed up with celebrities that are wearing socks with sandals. And I get it, people. (laughs) 
I mean, like these are real models, like and celebrities, like Lindsay Lohan and Kylie Jenner, and they're wearing like skin tight sequin dresses oh. with little anklet socks. We're gonna have to put this up <laughs> for people to see um, because it's ridiculous. Have you seen this trend? And would no, you ever wait, wear them? Is this- Oh, hang on a minute. Are these people that are these models that were in the show, or are, you, are these just people that? Uh, oh, just people that, that showed up on the red carpet, rocking a beautiful gown or dress with sandals or flip flops with socks on them. That is so funny. So yes, yeah, so, so funny. Louis okay. Vuitton did start the trend at his Paris fashion show, yeah. and now celebrities ah. are doing it. And I have to say that my eighty-year-old <laughs> uncle thanks you, Mister Vuitton, <laughs> because this is the look he's been rocking for the last two decades i am mortified like i just don't get it like this is why i'm not fashionable because i don't know maybe that's going to help make our shoes feel better because those strappy sandals are hard to wear so maybe we put on some anklets and it'll feel better and we can wear them longer i don't know i would you ever wear this tova well i have to say i have done it like but just you know down the road if i'm taking the dog out and i just kind of like had my socks on and just slipped my flip-flops on um so it's nice to know that i am you know again on trend (laughs) i love it that i realize that i'm on trend randomly uh but um no i don't think i'll be going out like that anytime soon but then i'd never go out anyway so you know <laughs> i've got one for you Kristen. Okay. i've got um okay so i've got a passenger on an airline on a flight right ordered a vegetarian oriental meal right and he got basically a meal um that consisted of a handful of raw vegetables right a knife and fork now i, I again you can't see the image but he basically got a tray that had cut up pieces of carrots and then cut up celery and 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 red pepper now obviously a bit kind of disappointing uh i guess but the thing that um made me laugh about this was a that the oriental part of the dish was the (laughs) fact that he had chinese celery (laughs) (laughs) so this is what made it oriental uh but also his response was was what made me laugh he basically said he wasn't upset with the dish actually he was only upset after he realized that the other passengers got a biscuit for pudding <laughs> and he didn't and he get did that not cookie. get a biscuit yes, yes. and uh, sorry a cookie. cookie yeah yes that is exactly. uh, that is terrible that you didn't get that cookie so i would he, like to ask yeah. you though when you travel we don't get meals on planes here oh. in the states really we what? don't get meals what? do you get do you How? get meals Hang on a minute. How long is the flight? Even when we went to Alaska, which was eight hours, we didn't get meals. But do you, can you buy the meal? Can you add on and buy? Like when I was a little girl, we would travel and you would get a full meal on every flight that was free. But now they're so cheap since 9-11, everything, you know, people stopped traveling via the air and things went down. And after 9-11, they stopped serving meals. So they have like sandwiches you can buy that are disgusting or little cheese and grape plates you can buy, but you don't get a meal. So first of all, I want, I want to give the guy, you know, a little perspective. Lucky you that you got to order a vegetarian (laughs) meal because we don't even get meals here in the States. But um, no, we don't get meals at all. And it's really, it's really disturbing. So when you go on a flight, I have, I always pack our lunches and bring tons of food on the plane because you don't get a meal on the plane. But you know, like the meals on flights are not really to like, they're not for your, you know, they're not for your pleasure in a sense that they're going to actually be satisfying or delicious. They're just another, another way to pass the time. This is how I see it. You know, (laughs) it's another sort of thing you do on the flight that passes time. Oh my God. I can't imagine a flight without a meal. That's devastating. No, they don't. And they have like, they usually have little vendors like right by your gate where you can buy a sandwich Um. or a fruit cup. But like when we were flying home from the Grand canyon this summer um there was a, a place where you could get eggs and bacon and stuff so i got a full breakfast as i was and i ate it on the plane but yeah you know, they don't serve food on the plane here so lucky you sir for getting your oriental celery good for you and exactly. i'm glad you got that free cookie <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> exactly oh my god this was so much fun yes right? this was a great episode and um a great topic and uh so thank you to everyone for listening and please 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 subscribe to cold coffee we would love to have you join us on our podcasting journey that tova and i are on we're having so much fun and uh don't forget to leave those reviews and see you soon guys bye everybody thanks for listening 